Matt McConkie, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm uh, I'm a little spent. Yeah. We are recording this after having just taken a soul cycle class we're together. Depleted. We're depleted, but we're inspired. Oh, always. My soul feels rejuvenated. I and feel and renewed. Wrung out yep. in the very best way. Mm-hmm. Got to get you now to sweat cycle. I'm in. In uh, Toluca Lake, where it's kind of like soul cycle, except they crank up the heat. It's like Bikram yoga, but on a bike. Which sounds dangerous. It does sound dangerous, and it feels dangerous. There, are mo- I've had moments where I was like, I might die in this room. But you've never had an uh, incident. You've I've ever not ever thrown had an up or no. had to step out. No, and I've actually never seen anybody have an incident. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's very taxing, but uh, but it's good, and the music's great. Yeah, it's a great way to experience music. How did you feel about the music in today's Soul Cycle class? Today's Soul Cycle class felt like a Soul Cycle class. A lot of remixes, a lot of things I'd never heard of. Yeah. It took me about 10 minutes for the endorphins to reach my brain, and then I just got lost in the music. I I, um, I let the music borrow my body, as our oh. instructor uh, instructed us to do. Danielle is yeah. – uh, she's one of the best. Yeah. And, uh, and I will say that outside of spin classes, all I'm listening to right now is show tunes. Really? What show I tunes? I am at self-care level show tune. Oh. The world is falling apart, and if I don't – like go to the show tune channel, channel 71 on Sirius XM. Then I'll just creep up to the news stations and all that right. shit. Or, or like, this is what I do instead of cutting. I'll go to the right wing station <gasps> and listen to Sean Hannity for five minutes no. and listen to his crazy bullshit. And then my blood starts boiling and it's just, it's not good. It's not even good, clean energy. It's just angry energy. And then I'm, and then I'm, I'm furious at the world. That, yeah, that you would do that to yourself. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not healthy. No, so now so now it's now it's Channel Seventy One on Broadway. Seth Rudetsky giving me my favorite show tunes, <sighs> um, and it's and there's like a ton from stuff I've never heard. But every now and then, you know, you get something from the Music Man, and it just it hits you it hits you right where you. What are your all time faves? I know we've talked about this, but uh, all time favorite show. I th- well. I grew up on the Music Man. Right. Uh, my audition song was Gary Indiana for years and years. Which one is that? Gary Indiana, Gary Indiana, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I didn't do the the lispy part. Well, the lispy part because he's missing a tooth. Oh, okay. I, don't um, I was in the Music Man. I think in really? high school, but I don't remember it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. So that Annie, obviously, of course. grew up on Annie. Um, and then as an adult, uh, I got into Sondheim and mm. now a company, um, is yeah. my absolute number one favorite. And are you a West side story person? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, of course I've told you already, but we just saw the new one in New York. Oh no, you didn't tell me that. It was, it is real. It is a gut punch. Yeah. You know that the, I mean, the concept is that it is like sort of fully modernized and contemporary, which uh-huh. I thought I was sort of dreading because I thought, oh, this is going to be like hip hop remixes of the, uh-huh. the of the classic songs or something. But it wasn't that at all. I mean, the 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 songs are the originals. Yeah, um, they did cut. I feel pretty, which I oh, thought wow. was interesting. Huh. But the cast is super diverse, and uh, the production design is amazing. They use video in a really cool way, but they also just like remind you that this is not a, f- like a fun, light, fluffy story, uh-huh. that, which is, I think the way we have kind of sanitized it in our memories. Like yeah. it is brutal and it is uh, about race and violence and uh, all that stuff. I am dying to see the new West Side Story. I'm also dying to see the the new gender swapped uh, company. Oh, I don't even know about Broadway. this. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby's a, a woman. Uh, the, 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 you could drive a person crazy is now sung by men. Um, so is ladies who lunch, is that company? That is company. Oh, and so I is believe, that going to be? No, I think that will still be 
Because it, uh, it, it'll uh, still be – I think that couple will still be a male-female couple and it'll right. still be Joanne who sings it. I was and hoping I think this would be – going to be Patti LuPone. Oh, amazing. It, she was in London and I'm assuming that she will continue to do that on Broadway. Cannot fucking wait. Great. Can't wait. Um, also can't wait to get Jake Borelli in this room. I mean, let's not keep the people waiting any longer. Jake Borelli. He is the star of The Thing About Harry. Yep. And uh, you Grey's also know him from Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. If, if you please. Uh, he's uh, a dream come true. Love him. Enjoy our conversation with Jake Borelli. We're back with Jake Borelli. Hi, Jake. Hey, how's it going? It's going so well. How are you guys? Real good. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> thank you. Happy premiere day, post-premiere day. Yes, thank you. Um, how did the thing about Harry come your way? Well, so I first heard about it just through my reps. They basically said that Peter Page wanted to offer me a role in his movie, and I got very, very excited because I had looked up to Peter for a long time just in terms of the work he's done in the queer community and as a content creator himself. These, you know, awesome shows on Freeform too that I've seen, uh, you know, Good Trouble in the Fosters. And so I was just super excited. And then I started reading the script and realized exactly what it was, which was this rom-com that centered around two queer guys. And I, I literally couldn't stop reading it because it's something that I like I hadn't seen before something that I always search for, you know, this like sort of new, new imagined queer content. And, um, so I immediately said yes, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. He told us that he had to like, I think call in some favors at Grey's Anatomy in order to get you. Yes. So there was quite a longer story before I even knew about the project, which was that he, his best friend since college, happens to be my boss, the showrunner of Grey's Anatomy, Krista Vernoff. And she's also, side note, the the woman who has sort of spearheaded my storyline on Grey's and has given me this platform that I have as a queer artist. And so she's been huge and very instrumental in my career. And the fact that they are best friends is sort of this kismet thing yeah. where he was pitching this idea of a rom-com to her and apparently he was he he was describing the lead character and she was like oh you mean like Jake Borelli mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. apparently he was like yeah you know what like Jake Borelli so he wrote the the rest of it with me in mind and then you know there was back and forth about whether or not yeah. she would be able to give me the time to leave grays now yeah. that I'm a regular on that show and uh they worked it out they really hustled and made it made it happen for me which is Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very grateful. (laughs) So do you have time to watch anything that you aren't starring in? (laughs) (laughs) I do, but it's a, I I only watch one show (laughs) and it is Survivor. Okay. And I'm obsessed with it. Really? I started watching it this summer because I played like one of those, I don't know if you guys have ever done this where like 20 people get together in the park and they play Survivor. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very like oh, where did I just oh my god yeah like this. we did it in Griffith Park and it's all day and you don't eat and you just do these challenges and vote people out it was insane and so I'm then sorry, I was you like, have to talk us through this day <laughs> a little more. How did you find out about it I found out about it coincidentally we were just chatting about Oil Can Harry's this amazing line dancing gay bar here and we were um I, I'm found out about it through a guy that I met at that bar and he likes to get as many people that he can that don't know each other. Right. So Uh that the game's not biased. And so he was like, just show up at this park at this time, 
the rest you'll like learn there. So I just like showed up, didn't know anybody that was playing. And you show up, you don't, you don't eat, you don't drink. You have to like, throughout the challenges, you win water and you win food. And oh it lasted like 19 hours or something Whoa. like that in the park until it was like dark out. Uh, I made it to final two. Oh, wow. And I believe the only reason why I lost, I'm like such a fan of Survivor. Right now. <laughs> yeah. The only reason why I lost is because one of the girls that was playing was actually on Survivor. Oh, but no. I hadn't seen her season yet. But all the other players had seen her season and were like freaking out about the fact that she was playing with us. And because we were there for so long, this one guy who was on the jury had to leave early because his boyfriend got voted out like second yeah. and his boyfriend wanted to leave after like mm. sitting in the park for oh, 15 hours. So he cast his vote when it was down to the final three, even though he didn't know who was in the final two. And he, of course, he cast it for the girl who was had played Survivor because he's like Ugh. obsessed with her. I totally would have won had he heard my like jury thing. Well, but anyway, you're our, you're our winner. Yada, yada, yada. I got second place. I won like $300. It was great. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's free money. Well, it's it's a free money. What yeah, was the hardest question. challenge? There were, uh, honestly, it was just, tiring being out there the whole day i feel like the, the beginning challenges were hard because you had to deal with all the other people mm-hmm. um but by the end of the day we were like standing on one foot in griffith park it was like 30 degrees like balancing cups of water on the back of our hand for 30 minutes it was insane no but no, it was fun that's too much so anyway because of that i started uh-huh. binge watching survivor from the beginning from the beginning from the beginning yes what so from july to now it's basically all I've been watching in my free time, and now I'm on season 22. <laughs> Holy cow. I know. Okay. <laughs> I love this show. I don't a, spoil anything. I won't spoil I don't, I don't know what happens. I, I'm that. just – I'm looking up now. I have a friend who was on Survivor, and I, oh. I don't You got to see what season they were on, though, because if yeah, it was before 22, I definitely know them. Remind um, me, winner number one, Richard – he was – Panama. Yeah, yeah. Richard Panama? No. Uh, oh. Hatch. No. Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch. Yeah. Is in – prison for some he, he went to prison for some sort of tax thing oh okay. but he's out he's since out yeah. oh great gotta have him uh, on t- yeah <laughs> okay she was on uh well panama whatever season oh yeah was. that was early was show me early? a picture wait show me a picture uh Do you have her here here we go oh Sally yeah Schumann. yeah yeah she was great she's my boss's wife and, oh. they, uh, and a friend she's wow. great yeah oh my gosh do you her. think you could do survivor in real life i would Love to do Survivor. Oh my god! I've been pitching it so hard. I want to do it so bad. Uh, I just did an interview with a girl from Survivor too. She's now like, uh, she works at at E, right? Is that where oh, we wow. just were? I don't know. Yeah, we were somewhere, we were somewhere. and she works there. And I was like, oh, it was great. A huge oh fan. I mean, yeah. if Mike White can do it, anybody can. <laughs> yeah. You've seen his least, season, right? To be honest. Because I've been binging it, it's a little bit of a blur. But I'm sure if you showed me a picture, I would. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. He was the, uh, he's um, like no eyebrows, very blonde. Okay. I think he came on with his dad. What? Yes, he came on with his dad. His dad or his dad had been on previously or something. Something interesting. There's a chance I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. Yeah. Has he gotten a Blair from the Facts of Life? No. She was on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Twice, I think. Oh my gosh, this is great. She was on. We're like slightly verging on spoiler territory. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But <laughs> yeah, I won't say. Anything. I'll forgive you. Okay, let's back <laughs> away from Survivor <laughs> before we ruin um, something. What did you grow up addicted to watching? 
Oh my gosh. I was addicted to sitcoms. So I would yeah. watch like Full House and I know it's super controversial now, but I was obsessed with Roseanne back in the day. Mm-hmm. The television oh. show, not necessarily yeah. the person. She was always nuts. Uh, yes, but the she show was. was good. The show was great. But I loved the show. Um, so I, I would I would binge, uh, you, you know, Nick at Night, how they would, they would play uh, these like at that point older sitcoms um i would i would do that mm-hmm. so yeah that that was my jam okay what about music do you you are you an apple music person a spotify person i use spotify okay i'm not the best when it comes to like naming songs or artists but like give me a spotify playlist and i'll probably know all the songs i just don't know who they are right. <laughs> or or what's going on it's getting but, it's getting to be that way like yeah. people are experiencing music through the algorithm and just yeah letting things play based on what they already I just like blindly yeah. trust Spotify yeah. and it's been, it's been doing okay. But I love like singer songwriters. Sarah Bareilles is one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Dermot Kennedy found him on Spotify, uh-huh. obsessed with him. He's great. You know, people like that. How were your Oscars? Oh, my Oscars. Your personal Oscars. <laughs> this is sad, guys. I also, we've been doing a lot of press for the thing about Harry, which has been great. Yeah. And so we did this whole big New York press trip and we got to view the movie at the LGBT Center and it was great. Nice. And so then I flew back on Oscars Day with the intent to like make it back in time. But in order to make it back in time, I had to take like the early, early flight. So I got home and I slept for like 15 hours and Good. I totally wow. missed Good. the whole day. I fell asleep at 3 p.m. And woke up the next morning. Great. That's so I was much. fast asleep during the Oscars. I hear it was amazing. <laughs> it was pretty good. There were some good moments. Yeah. Were you invested in any of the performances or movies? I mean, I loved A Marriage Story. Mm. I I was just like a huge fan of Adam Driver in that. Mm. And uh, so I was rooting for that, to be honest. I Yeah, I was snoozing. So okay. I don't know much about it. Right. You know, here's something. <laughs> uh, see, I mean, you know, we were obviously seeing a lot of Adam Driver lately. Mm-hmm. He can only have that haircut. <laughs> like, can you imagine right. him with literally it's any like other iconic haircut? hair? Yeah, but also I think his head is shaped like a <laughs> Easter Island. Yeah, what's head. he hiding under there? We should yeah. shave his head and see what the actual shape is. I yeah. re- now I really want to see him with a buzz cut. Yeah, yeah. But it's I like think we're like starting a subreddit right now. We're like, yep. what is bald Adam Driver? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever see it. I think he's yeah. His his head is is made yeah. for I also haircut, can't, and he's wearing it. I can't really talk. I've had this hair since literally like second grade. Well, it suits what you. a great head of hair. <laughs> what are you going <laughs> to do? It's nice, it? right? It's all right. You are from Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Where did you go to high school? Upper Arlington. I'm from Waverly, which you've probably okay. never heard of. It's no? an hour south. It's okay. a tiny village. But Columbus was where I was born there. Oh, wow. My mother went to Upper Arlington. She went to Upper Arlington. My best friend went to, um, 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 it's the like, not a magnet school, but it's sort of a fancy art school. Fort Hayes. Oh, yeah. There's a chance that your mom and my mom went to high school together. Whoa. How crazy is that? My mom was born, well, she probably doesn't want me to tell you, but she was born we in 60. Okay. Okay. 1960. I don't know when she was born. Okay. This is a okay. longer, they, more complicated very well. story. Does but... She, but does she still live in UA? New Jersey. Okay, okay. Different. So yeah. families in Ohio and Jersey and Florida, mm. all the places you really want to go yeah, yeah. on the well, holidays. And now you're here. Mm. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> I'm staying. Um, that's crazy. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Jake Borelli. Jake? Hey. 
on a press tour. Yes. Taking him all over the city of Los Angeles <laughs> and really the world. It's been wonderful. For the, uh, the thing about Harry on Freeform, February 15th. Yep. Yeah. Your coming out coincided with your characters coming out yeah. on Grey's Anatomy. Could you tell us that story? Yeah, it, it brings us back to Krista Vernoff, who's the showrunner of Grey's, and she called me the summer after my first season on the show. And at the time, I had been playing this character that I assumed was straight, and he had sex with woman with a woman with uh, Joe Wilson, the doctor on that show. And um, she called me when I was in New York, spending time with my friends, and she basically pitched me this idea that I that my character would come out of the closet and she really wanted to tell this story and she wanted to tell it through my character. And, uh, immediately I had two very strong feelings. One was super excited as a fan of the show and as someone who knew how important this would be. Um, I was ecstatic that a show this massive was going to tackle this storyline. But then I was also super terrified because I, I had wanted to be an actor since I was in eighth grade, since back in Ohio. And I had sort of come to these conclusions that if if I came out as an actor, that it could affect my career in a poor way. You know, at that point, I like my favorite movie was Finding Nemo growing up. And all I could hear was that, oh, the woman who played Dory got, had a television show that got canceled because she was queer. And it it was just little things like that, that my sort of like eighth grade brain latched onto. And it caused me to stay in the closet way longer than I probably should have or would have had I not had these sort of like preconceived ideas about the industry. So at the point when she pitched this story to me, I was out to, you know, my friends and my family and in my daily life, but I was still pretty closeted in terms of the industry. And so I knew if I was going to take on this character and talk about queerness in the industry that I, I would really want to be honest about my own life and my own experience. And so I knew I would have to come out. So I was very terrified. And she told me to take the week and think about it. And I talked to my parents and I immediately called her back in like 30 minutes and was like, let's do this. Let's tackle this story because I knew how big it was going to be for so many people because I knew how big it would have been for me. Um, And then we sat down and had a, a long conversation about my own queerness about what I would want to see as a queer person about the queer stories I would want to tell. And we talked about how, if we were going to do this story, I wanted to do it in a way that didn't revolve around shame that I wanted to see a story about somebody coming out and, and feeling invigorated by it and and, and feeling full of pride because of it. And she listened to all of that and went back to the writers and they came up with this amazing story. And it's sort of why one of the reasons why Levi is this sort of like voice for like uh, having pride about who they are and being vulnerable in uh, their feelings and um, how they care themselves. And and I love him (laughs) and Krista for writing him. And how about coming out in your person? Did I just unplug my mic? Sorry. (laughs) Um, How about coming out personally before that? How did that go? Like in terms of when I first came out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I I pretty much made a decision in eighth grade that I was never going to come out ever. And I stuck to that. I came out to my dog and that was about it. And how did, how did the dog take it? 
Well, I'm sorry. How did the dog take it? I, you know, she she was pretty okay with it. Okay. She didn't have a lot to say, but okay. she she was still my friend. Okay. That's good. <laughs> um, but I, I pretty much stuck to it, and I didn't come out to anybody for all of high school, and it was awful because I knew that my friends would love me for it, and I knew that I I, I believed that I would be accepted, but I I was so terrified still even though and and i think it's because of a lot of these stories that we see in the media uh, it, it's uh, you know a lot of the queer content that i grew up watching was all shame based and it was all about fear and i think it scared me more than it needed to be which is why when i was given this opportunity i didn't want to tell those types of stories mm. um but then it became way too hard to stay in the closet and so i came out to my best friend um in uh, the summer right before senior year. So I was, gosh, I guess I was 17. Um, and she kept my secret for a year uh -huh. and she's still my best friend to this day. She's coming to the premiere with me tonight. She lives wow. out in LA. Um, and then I moved to LA right after high school. I was like, this is great. I, my one friend knows that I'm out. I'm not going to come out to anybody else. And then after like a month of being alone in LA, I had a mini panic attack and I was like, I can't, I was like, oh my gosh, for some reason I feel like my mom is dead or something and she doesn't know I'm queer. I was like, you know, I was an 18 year old living alone in LA. Oh yeah. And so I immediately got on an airplane, flew back home and came out to my parents shortly after came out to my brothers and you know, very shortly after that, yeah. all of my friends, yeah. I was like, there is no point in staying in the closet. Yeah, it's too you, difficult. You decided to, to take a pause at the most turbulent spot. Right? Literally. Like just before you're like, just before you're telling me, you figured it out for yourself. But like that moment where you're just at the end of the high dive, you stayed there for five years. Yeah. And it That's was a shame. Taxing. It was looking back. It was all based out of fear. Sure. Because my family has been so wonderful and so supportive. I think the tricky bit is I I thought if I wanted a career in this industry, I had to keep it a secret. Yeah. And I didn't want to put my family through that secret either. So I thought, oh, if they don't know, right. they don't need to keep a secret. Which is awful if you look back on it. Especially now, if you look about if you look at the career I've been starting here, it's been wonderful. And I've been supported by so many amazing creatives and so many amazing companies. And I'm, you know, granted timing is everything, but I wish I could have looked back and been like, you know what, relax a little bit, enjoy yourself and your life and the career will come later. Because at a certain point I, 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 I was like that the career can't have this much of me anymore. Yeah. So what was dating like in that window when you're out uh, you're, you're already here. You're already, you know, an actor in LA, but not out professionally. It was fine. I think it's pretty much similar to how it is now because all of my friends knew I was gay. When I was going to parties, I was gay. If anyone asked me, I was gay. So it was, it was fine. It, it just became a little bit difficult when I would go to work and I would feel like I needed to bite my tongue. And, um, it didn't, it didn't allow for like, any sort of relationships to come from the people that I was spending most of my time with, which was right. at work. Like I was on a Nickelodeon show forever and I never talked about it. Granted, it was a lot of like young people. And, but by the end of that show, I finally came out to everybody and it just changed our relationships even to each other. And I, I realized like, Oh, you know what? This is actually how I want to live my life. And were there forces in your life, people, voices who were 
encouraging you to stay in the closet professionally? No, not really. It was this huge idea that I built when I was a scared young kid in Ohio. And I think it's almost like, that's almost even worse that it wasn't one person who gave me really bad advice. It was advice that I felt I was hearing from a large group of people or the entertainment industry as a whole, or even more importantly, the consumers of the entertainment industry. I was like, okay, people in the industry are very inclusive and open, but they're still marketing to, you know, a huge population in middle America. And um, growing up in middle America, I felt like I was hearing, this is not okay. We can't fall in love with a queer person. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. And what's dating like for you right now? <laughs> it's also very hard. Yeah. It's hard because it's, it's like I went, I went from it just being hard to date in like a millennial world anyway, to now I have some semblance of notoriety within the queer community. And so, you know, if I go out to like West Hollywood or a gay bar, a lot of guys know who I am. And so it's a little bit difficult to know, oh, is that guy hitting on me? Or is that guy like wanting to chat with the dude from Grey's Anatomy? Do you know what I mean? Because I lived with myself for 25 years before Grey's Anatomy and I knew how guys treated me. So it's like my, my like BS meter is a little, you know, it's, it's kind of fine tuned, but App dating is very difficult now. Of course. Because so, yeah, can you be on? I'm that? not really on the apps anymore. Um, do you do a Raya? Do you do a, with a, uh, with a I actually just rope? set my co-star up with a Raya too. Yeah? So we're both on Raya, but it's, uh, I, I don't know. Raya is so hard to meet people too. I feel like people just really like matching with each other, but grabbing a coffee they is another story. Do anything beyond that. Yeah. What song is on your Raya profile? Oh my God. Uh, Oh, what is it? It's it's the what makes these boys fall hard. It's it's by Barcelona. I forget what it's called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I could pull it up right now. Let's hear <laughs> let's it. Do it. Oh my gosh, wait, let's oh, see. I can't even find Ryan on my phone. There it is. Um, yeah, it's that song called Bar uh, or by Barcelona, and it it. Was should it should you George guys like Ezra? judge my profile and see if it's yes, like, I, yeah, I want to hear and like see, see why I'm not getting dates. Your headline is which profile. photos you chose. Okay, here's the. Should I play it out loud right now? Sure. Yeah. This is the lead photo. Oh, it's called The Takers. I should update these. Oh, I don't. I don't know this song at all. Who's the green cartoon? (laughs) Well, that's I I painted it. I'm a painter, and so I I don't know why I put that on there. Maybe to show that I'm artsy. No, I think that's great. Look at this fun montage of Jake. Right? I feel like maybe I could update the photos a little bit. I, I, honestly, I think that some of the photos aren't don't do you justice. I'm oh. not, I'm not, I don't mean. See, to, but here's the thing: I don't want to false advertise either. So I'm like, I don't want you to like waltz in and be like, oh, oh, okay. Right, you right, know right. what I mean? You so I'll show like you know the one with me like in my you know in my quitters at Christmas, just sitting there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. me. <laughs> What's the headline say? Or what are what are you putting out there oh, gosh, in writing? Know. Let's see. Let's see. I got to pull it back up again. <laughs> Did I even write anything? Oh, I didn't write anything. Maybe that's a thing too. Oh, well but maybe, uh, but you, I mean, it's who really reads media. these but things. But honestly, what if now's the time? Oh yeah. Should we compose? Yeah. I don't I should remember. We, should we create yeah. a better profile? See what I actually need? I need you guys to like set me up with somebody. Okay. Well, I need like a corroborated human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's better than, I mean, be. we can. We'll do some 
brainstorming. Some what digging. I've wanted to do for a while is to do a live show where we have on some of our favorite guests who are single and do <gasps> an actual do a dating show, like oh, a game yeah. show dating I would show. For sure, be a contestant. What a great idea. But yes. there's also something known as the homophilia bump. I don't know that you're going to want this. It's but real. It sounds scary. If, you're, if your DMs are open, mm-hmm. you're going to after this airs, you're going to people are going to start popping out of the woodwork. Oh, Absolutely see, I flooded. can't read the DMs because people are already flooding the DMs. Right. And it's a little, that's true. some of them are a little scary. Oh, really? Just like a little aggressive. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh. Has a stranger ever sent a DM that you went, you know what? I will respond to that one. There's definitely some cute guys on the DMs, but yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like I can't do it. I can't. I don't know. But you're starting out with a, with a power uh, inequity. Right. right. Exactly. They know you. You don't know them as well. Right. How do you navigate that? Well, and also there's a it's it's a it's a power thing, but then there's also I feel like people that have fallen in love with Levi Schmidt, my character on Grays, are not necessarily gonna be in love with me. Yeah. And it's and I believe that because it's happened before. Really? Where I've literally gone on Tinder dates with guys and like you can tell that they're disappointed when I'm not Levi Schmidt. And I'm like, what did you expect, guys? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. But but it, you, it feels like you are very similar to Levi in ways. Is it just that you're not literally a surgeon? Is that what they're Maybe. disappointed by? Yeah, I'm a little bit more like, I'm a little bit more jaded than him, a little more mm-hmm. pessimistic maybe. These are awful words to say about myself. I think he's just a little bright-eyed, a little more bright-eyed and earnest than I am. You've got more edge. <laughs> yeah, I'm like super edgy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like super edgy. Yeah, that can be your headline. There you go. <laughs> It's an option. I think that's all you need. Take it or leave it. People will swipe on that or do whatever you do on Raya. Uh, What do you do on a date if if it's yours to plan? I love going on a hike, and I know it's super basic, but I go on like three hikes a week. Uh And so, you know, there's only so many podcasts. So, like, if I can bring a guy on the hike with me, I think that that's great. And I'm also like, if you can't handle a hike, like – you know, I could be able to handle this. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would also love to like go camping or something, but yeah. that feels like you can't do that on a first date. You might get killed. Maybe not That's the first. Aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a dog? I would love a dog. Don't I don't have, have a dog. Okay. I feel like. I saw one on the Raya thing. I just said. Oh, I feel like my schedule's all over the place. I wouldn't, it wouldn't sure. be fair to the dog, right, but right. it was my goal this year to get a dog. Okay. It's not happening. Well, the year is young, <laughs> as are you. <laughs> Yeah. Plenty of time. I want to date a guy with a dog. There you go. That's, That's what I want. Have a, a stepdog. Yeah. yeah. I would be a great stepdog, Dad. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we hike. Where's dinner? Oh, gosh. We hike. Well, we I don't really up. want to tell you. There's a lot of fun dinner places in the area that I live, uh-huh. and I love going to them on a regular basis, so usually I'll go there. Okay. Yeah. You but don't I don't want to tell you. Of course. You don't want to divulge creeps. Yeah. But I guess I've narrowed it address? down for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you had sort of the the um the 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 big heartbreak relationship? Has there was is there a long term relationship that didn't end the way you wanted I've had it to? A, in your I've had two heartbreaks, big heartbreaks. One was this boy that I met when I was still in the closet in Ohio, in in high school, there was this thing called the GYC, mm. which is uh, stands for the Gay Youth Center. And it was this website back then where, sounds a little creepy now, but you had to be under 18. You had to be like a youth to sign on. Uh-huh. Truly don't know how they regulated right. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, scary, but I met this guy on there 
and we talked all the time. We like swapped Skype names and we would Skype. So I, I knew he was also my age because I saw him. Right. And he went to the University of Kentucky, which was, you know, close to Ohio. And we would chat all the time. And then all of a sudden he just signed off and never signed on again. Right? You never met him in person? Tragic. No, because we were both too afraid that we would kill each other on accident. You know what I of mean? Course. Like it was like uh, that the other person would kill the other person. Yeah. So tragic. How uh, long did it go on? Oh, it was like a whole summer and then into my senior year. So I was oh, like, God. you know, Skyping with him until like three o'clock in the morning and, and then going to school. Skypes. It was crazy, right? Yeah. And And so then we didn't talk at all. And then I moved out to LA and- he messaged me on Facebook randomly one day. And then we've now since met and our, you know, we, we know each other, we're in each other's lives, but he was for sure my first, yeah, my first love, my first heartbreak. Uh-huh. And we're then, you know, I had a boyfriend out here that in hindsight, I definitely loved and it did not work out. Were you the lever or the levy? I left him. Yeah, I left him because it, it we were at the point where I think it was, we're either going to fully commit to each other or not. And I think that I was at, at that point in my life, I was so ready to like sink the claws in that, you know, I'll admit I was a little smothering. <laughs> and no. so he left, but I, I look back, I, I wish I would have maybe relaxed a little bit. Right. Yeah. This was a while ago. I, I want to get back to the guy, the online guy. Yeah. You had built up years by this point of expectation around yeah. this guy. I hadn't at this person. point I hadn't come out to anybody. Right. Had you even seen pictures of one another? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, were you like video Skyping? Yes, we were video Skyping. Oh, with each other. I see. So we were chatting on the GYC. I see. For a while. Uh-huh. And then we worked up the courage to actually like video. And right. then so then we would we had this like Skype it was like a pen pal situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like a new age. It was literally like Love Simon, truly, but oh, yeah. with video. So we knew who each other were. Yeah. Um and when you reconnected later, did he have an explanation for yeah. ghosting? He said that he loved me too, but he was terrified of it, that we were both so young. He had just entered college and it was it, it was too much, I think, for both of us at the time. And he was still pretty much in the closet and, you know, and then he was in college and he started dating in college and he needed that time. And yeah. Yeah. But so meeting in person for the first time, I mean, this is an intense kind of online dating situation yeah. where you, you know, see each yeah. other virtually for a while and then in real life. Yeah. What was that like? Was that just oh, an intense awesome. experience? Yeah. It was literally like a love story. It was yeah. great. He came out to LA, we, me, him and my roommate went down to Santa Monica and- uh, hung out at the beach. It was so. It was so nice. But there was a third was person cute. there, huh? There was a third person there. Though. Oh yeah. I mean, there's still fear. There's yeah. so much fear, which is such a shame that that's the type of dating that I had to do when I was a teenager. That yeah. I couldn't just like date the guy in my high school because there was so much fear and shame and yeah. So that's sort of what we were dealing with. It's a yeah. little sad if you think about it, right? Well, I mean, it's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you, because of that, you are forced to do so much of your growing up at a delayed kind of yeah. on a delayed timetable later in life. Yeah, which I think is a you know a huge issue within the queer community. Yeah, and everyone has a very different timetable. Yeah, how did shame like manifest itself in high school? It sounds like your family was pretty supportive. Yeah, 
Um, like, where were you getting those negative messages? I think it was from, uh, from media. Yeah. Also, I grew up in a very Catholic environment. Sure. I think religion played a lot into it. Yeah. Um, I grew up with, you know, one side of my family was very Catholic and they're now since so supportive and they've always been so supportive. But I think growing up in the church, there's always, you always hear things about what queerness is and what they want to define queerness as. And, um, you know, that's a huge part of growing up in Ohio too and in Columbus. And so, yeah, I was definitely hearing a lot from, from the religious community too. Yeah. It's does Catholicism play a role in your life now or no. any, any religion or spirituality? No, not at all. Not at all. Literally me and my brothers were all three confirmed. And the second that I got confirmed, so my dad was never religious, but my mom grew up in a very Catholic family. So they had decided, okay, we'll raise the boys Catholic. And then, but my dad like never came to church with us and we just really didn't ask why. <laughs> like it was just that's what dad does. And then the second, pretty much, it felt like that I got confirmed. My oldest brother was like, oh, I'm not really religious. I don't believe in God. And then my middle brother was like, me too. And then I was like, wait, hold on, me too. And so then it was just over at that point. I was like, well, I'm sorry. We're done with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So for our, for listeners who, or for, you know, maybe guys in our life who want to slide into the DMs, are interested in taking out Jake Borelli, who need apply? What are we looking for? What are oh, the like what's my type? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I mean, you need to be driven. You need to, you know, really have a goal in life. I don't really care what it is, though. Just like something interesting. I like curiosity a lot. So uh, if you can sort of teach me something about something that you love, I uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like outdoorsy guys, the camping, the hiking, super important. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like guys that are like crafty, that can fix things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there was a guy that I went on a date with and we got a flat tire and he had a pressure gauge in his car. And I was like, that's the hottest thing I've ever seen. That's incredible. I didn't even know you could buy a pressure gauge. And I then don't he even fixed know what the it tire. Is. He right? fixed the tire? Yes. Well, I mean, we went to like a, you know, a place and fixed it, but he 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 literally like like look measured the pr- tire pressure wow. with the pressure gauge that he owned. That it's just there. Oh my god. What wow. happened with him? How did, how was that? Well, not- I don't think he was actually gay is the problem. Oh. Oh. Explain that it wasn't really. Let's go a back date. to the beginning. It wasn't really a date. Oh, <laughs> no. Simply a straight friend that you. I thought it was a date. It was not. Oh, that's <laughs> the worst. That is the worst. Yeah. And you only learned so later that, that he was straight? Yeah. He kind of told me on the date. It was so funny because we were going to. to a con- wow, I'm like spilling the Good. tea right now. <laughs> he better not be listening to this. We were going to my friend's comedy show, Helen Hong. I don't know if you know her. Oh, She's yeah. hilarious. She's great. So we were going to her comedy show and I had totally like pitched it. I was like, yes, I'll come, but I'm going to bring a boy. And she was like, oh my God, yes. Like bring the boy, bring the boy. Oh my God. I'm spilling all the beans. Now, how, 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 wait, can <laughs> we back so up even a little right? further? How did you meet this guy? <laughs> I don't want to say. I'm not going to say. <laughs> we can bleep it. I guess he knows now. I have a theory I'll tell you guys that I will later. tell you off. Mic. I'll tell you guys later. Okay. But, okay. Oh God, this is so embarrassing. Whatever. He knows now. Okay. Um, so uh, 
we go to the show and he basically like tells me right before I introduce him to Helen that he's straight. Mm. And so I immediately go, Helen, he's straight. And she's like, what the F? Like, yeah. come on. How did he tell did, – did he tell you because he thought he needed to? Yeah. Well, I think I was sort of fishing mm. because he – none of us really knew what, what was going on. Yeah. So I was sort of like throwing the line out there. I think I said something about like being queer, being queer. And he's like, oh, yeah, like as a straight guy. like, And I was like, oh, uh, fuck. Uh. Did part of you not believe him? <sighs> I don't know. I t- I've learned to believe the people people tell you. Yeah. What did I just say? I learned yeah, to believe no, the things it. people tell you. Yeah. See, I'm <laughs> flustered. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's flustered. A this it's is a tough one. This is a fresh wound. Oh, Oof. man. Well, <laughs> but I get it. I mean, once you saw that tire gauge pressure right? checker. I mean, the signs were there. Yeah. I don't know. Have you, have you had uh, the, the painful crush on the straight guy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's... Yeah. There's some there's something even when it happens later in life, there's something familiar and comforting about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's, it's predictable. You know, we're you know used what you're to it. Yeah. Right? You know what is going to happen, you know what's not going to happen. Right. There's yeah. There's there's order and stability in it. But it's painful. It One is day. I haven't I haven't really experienced that since college. No. You yeah. are so lucky. You're very lucky. I also surround myself with like my straight guy friends are people that you would not know. No one's going to have a crush on. <laughs> um, so we hope they're not listening. <laughs> I don't think they're listening. Straight guys, just in general, don't listen to this show, please. That's sad. Um, Jake, this was so fun. And I want to keep you here forever, but I, I know. know you have a ton more I've interviews truly, to do. You guys, I've got nothing. We, just, we could keep talking you're forever. And you're busy. Right. I uh, guess. I guess. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the movie before you go. Okay, okay. It's okay. it's it's so sweet. It is I feel like exactly what I needed. It yes. felt like, you know, it feels like a valentine to the queer community. Yeah. And I can't imagine anybody else playing your role. Oh, thank you. How much of you is in your character? I mean, quite a bit. I think that there's there's quite a bit in there because you know, for the second half of the time Peter was writing the movie, he had me in mind already. Mm. So I think he sort of sprinkled in things he knew or like assumed about me. Um, it, it's a lot there. I'm I'm kind of type A. He's pretty type A. Um, I do want to like affect change in this world. And I think Sam, you know, with his political background and his aspirations to make this world a better place, he's very much doing that, that thing as well. Um you know, he's been burned by love, which now after this, we realize, I guess I have been too. Oh my God. Sense memory. You can edit all of that out. (laughs) You'll be left with three minutes. Um, (laughs) so yeah, I think he's also navigating what it means to like fall in love again and trust in love and, and all of that. I will say, I think I'm maybe a little bit more on the hopeful side than, than he is. I mean, I still go on these first dates all the time. You know what I mean? So you got to keep trying. Yeah. Well, you got to find your Harry. <laughs> exactly. Check those DMs. <laughs> I guess so. In the coming so. weeks, it's all we can tell you. It's a real thing that happens. Yeah, so me and Sam have a lot in common. Love it. Uh, well, everybody needs to watch The Thing About Harry on Freeform. Mm-hmm. By the time this comes out, it'll be available on demand. Yeah, you can literally watch Hulu, it any time on yes. Hulu that right. you want. Uh, Jake Borelli, thank you so thank much you. for being thank here. Thank you very much. This was a blast. The thing about Matt McConkey. 
oh. is that he's always a joy to sit across the table from and talk. The thing about Dave Holmes is that he is a dream come true. Oh. Um, with a head of hair from heaven. Oh, thank you so much. And the thing about Jake Borelli is that he is a perfect guest and uh, he uh, had so much fun talking to him. Shows up with a shirt that has given me George Harrison yes. uh, meeting, meeting me, uh, the Maharishi. Maharishi? Yeah. Something that like sounds that. right. That feels the right. The point is he is a doll. He really is. So thank you to Jake Borelli and obviously go go see The Thing About Harry if you have not watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Thank you for listening. Thank you to everybody here at Earwolf. Uh, thank you to Kimmy and Hannah and Chelsea and Ryan. And thank you to Ben Wise for the music. Thank you, uh, listener. Uh, rate us if you would. It really helps us get the word out to new listeners. Also, you can go to podswag.com and get some dope gear. That's right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.